you. We haven't seen each other for a minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute, as the kids say. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Roxanne, for coming to join us on this podcast today. And the purpose of this podcast is to show people who have uh, resolved uh, a chaotic alcohol or drug problem, and they didn't just get well, they got better than well. They're having fun, they're creating, they're helping other people to come get them some, and um, I think these are stories that need to be told. Um, I am thrilled to be here, and um, I have indeed taken, that's funny, would you call that a chaotic, chaotic, yeah, chaotic alcoholic life, and turn it into purpose and passion, and, um, and uh, I've been able to do just that, so let's get into it. Awesome. So you identify as a person in recovery. I am a person in long-term recovery. In fact, uh, October 8th, I celebrated 24 years uh, clean and sober. That is what's up. Wow. I just celebrated 17 years on October 12th. We, we're, we're birthday brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Right on. Um, okay. So let, let's talk about recovery uh, for just a second. Not everybody agrees on what that is. So um, to you, what, what is recovery? Uh, my journey, my personal journey here has been all about um, self-forgiveness mm. um, and about uh, purpose and passion. I believe that I've been able to uh, not just maintain sobriety, but to really uh, be emotionally sober and passionate because I have um, really discovered what all that is for me. Right on, right on. So um, purpose, passion, e emotional maturity, emotional sobriety. Mm -hmm. um, those sound like wonderful definitions for recovery. Uh, so uh, are you happy? I have a personal mantra. And my mantra is, um, I never want to be an if Ida. And by that, I mean, I never want to look back and say, if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that. Because for me, um, my drinking was all about limitation. You know, um, it kept me from doing everything. It kept me from getting off a bar stool long enough to quit lying about all the things I was going to do. <laughs> and get out and do it. You know, all I did was talk about it. And so um, I no longer live my life as a, an if Ida. Um, I would rather try and fail than not try at all and just leave, just leave what could be my new favorite thing on the table. How did we met? Let me see. I'm wearing my Generation Found t-shirt today. Ah. Yeah, the documentary film by uh, uh, Greg Williams and um, about recovery high schools. And I think we were involved in, in helping to support the success of the Carolina's first recovery high school, mm -hmm. uh, Emerald School of Excellence in Charlotte. And you're, you live in North Carolina, right? You, I do. You, you I live in Charlotte. Charlotte, home of Emerald School of Excellence, whose gala is coming up on February 11th. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the committee again this year, so I'm uh, super excited to support them. 
um, what a concept, right? Uh, kids in recovery, uh, having a safe place to get an education, um, getting to have an education with like-minded peers, no peer pressure. Um, I don't know. It's a concept that I support. I took, um, one time I had the pleasure of, you know, I do improv exercises. I did it um, with clients in treatment centers because it reduces anxiety and depression. Um, more importantly, I wanted to show people that they could participate in support groups um, and not have that anxiety that they had nothing to say or they couldn't talk or, um, but I took that same thing to Emerald School of Excellence to um, show the kids that they could also uh, be playful and fun. And I think they have an art director now and um, that school's really come a long way. I'm real proud of that. Oh, it sure has. I'm super proud of it too. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that you're involved. I was a board member for a while and um, resigned to work in rural communities, but uh, I love going to the galas and mm -hmm. uh, supporting them. And this uh, episode will come out well in advance of the gala. And so we, we ought to use it to promote uh, support for, for, for that initiative in Charlotte, North Carolina. You mentioned improv class. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, obviously you've, you've leveraged uh, some part of yourself. <laughs> You're funny as, as AF, but uh, um, you've leveraged this into, into your recovery pathway into helping people find uh, that freedom and wellness. You want to talk a little bit more about that? So um, honestly, humor was born for me because I had this incredibly painful story. And I think if I ever had to tell my story the way it felt, I probably would have committed suicide. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, humor was born um, not out of deflection um, because I was always very public in a uh, recovery environment about my story. Um, I think it was more about uh, minimizing it so I could absolutely withstand the pain of, of my story. Um, and what I found was, um, I, I learned it actually in a treatment center. Um, I was a group therapist at the time in a treatment center. And it was just one of those days when the population just had a crap attitude. And I just, I couldn't stand it. And I was just like, everybody out of your chair now, 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 just, I knew if I could get them up and moving and I just started doing improv exercises. And, um, what I found was, um, that people can heal through humor. Mm. And, um, and of course, a byproduct of that was that I got to heal and, um, and I've always used humor. Uh, I became, um, at 14 years clean and sober, I became a professional stand-up comedian. Um, and because I am really, I'm incredibly passionate about life. And I remember when I started it, I was like, well, I have failed at less, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and I got on that stage and I heard a lot of crickets for a really long time. I always thought it was interesting that I would try something uh, where failure was mandatory. Mm. Um, I always thought that was interesting. Um, so anyway, so uh, started with professional stand. I've been a professional stand-up comic since I think 2010. In fact, um, I am on a, um, a recovery comedy tour right now called Addicted to Comedy. 
and I'll be appearing at the Comedy Zone October 26 with the headliner Andy Gold. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's just a way for me to heal, be playful and joyful, and then still do the, still do the kind of work that I do, which is working in um, uh, the recovery industry. Um, so, so tell us more about uh, tell us more about some of the services that 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 you've integrated into your life now, bringing bringing all your passions and purpose together. So, um, I am a recovery coach. I work with uh, the person of concern. Um, I work a lot with families, um, the families of the IP. I do, I feel like I do all the ancillary services. Um, I'm a um, certified interventionist. I do interventions, case management, transportation. I just took something that was incredible. It's not work. You know, they say if you do what you love that it's not work. I know. And helping people isn't work. Um, um, and I find that this business, which is, can be incredibly painful. Yes. Um, um, sometimes, uh, people are more able to get vulnerable and face the challenges, um, that are in front of them. If you can do it in a way that is lighthearted, mm -hmm. um, because this is a sad business. I'm not going to lie. It's a sad business. It truly is. Yeah. And, and that's, that's been the, the tone that I've taken in all the work that I've done, whether it be direct practice or community education or leading an organization or technical assistance, uh, I'm always asked, who, who's that laid back dude? Is he really? Oh, okay, cool. And it works out. It, and and uh, I think folks, uh, it does bring down defenses, uh, you know, and, and, and it makes it a more pleasant experience. And this is tough business, you know, that, that, we're, that we're involved in. And uh, I'm, I'm too old to change at this point. You know, I tried to act all serious and, and, and the way other folks wanted me to act. But in the end, um, someone said, you do you. And I'm like, I'll do me for sure. Yeah, so it's interesting you would say that because <laughs> I've had the same experience working in this field. I feel like there was this expectation of what I was supposed to look like or sound like or act like. And they really, for my experience was that people were much more able to connect on a deeper level when uh, I just came out with authenticity. Yes. And um, so like you, I just, that's my magic superpower, honestly, is authenticity. But I just, you know, in my addiction, I was just such a big fat phony. Mm. I had created this persona for the world to see. Um, and I don't even know where I got that message, but somehow, somewhere I got this message that this is what the world expected of me. This is what you wanted to see. Mm. And, and I remember that it felt very false and um, disingenuous to me. And I would wake up and I would go adult every day. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a sense of relief. I um through my in, internal 
work, I, I've discovered that this this uh, this mask I wore, uh, this performance that I put on, uh, was born out of some fear that that you would indeed not like who I am because I really didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. And um, as I grew to like myself a bit more and 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 act like myself more, I had to assess the evidence around me. You know, am I putting people off or are people come, staying around? And, and they were staying around and, and it's just a great relief. And I would encourage people in recovery to uh, to hang in there, find out who you are, you be you. And, um, you know, you learn to like yourself and folks will like you. Some won't. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. And uh, humor, it, it, I guess, is a or, or or the ability to to detect authenticity in others is a universal human need. You know, we need to have trust with folks, and, and, mm-hmm. and I think we need levity. So, I'm glad that you've harnessed that power and and are using it not for evil purposes, <laughs> but for completely inappropriate purposes. <laughs> a guy, he sent me a drink. I was like, hey, thank you very much, but I don't drink alcohol. He's like, well, what do you? God, in retrospect, I should have just nut punched him, right? Instead, like, these tears just welled up in my eyes. I was just like, are you serious? You really think I'm young enough to have a baby? (laughs) Well, tell tell us about, well, speaking of inappropriate. um, Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> Tell us about uh, a little bit about your um, about your stand-up persona. Tell us about the the tone. Tell us, you know, what what's your angle? Who oh, are you? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I just talk a lot about. They say talk about what you know, mm. and um, what I know is uh, just really about relationships. Um, that's really a lot about what I do um, because that's my life. Um, I don't talk a lot about recovery, um, for all the obvious reasons. Um, but I do talk a lot about my own, um, you know, and I, I actually, I like to talk about, um, my substance use disorders on a public level. And I do that because, um, I want to be a change agent. I want to change this from shame uh, to empowerment, um, because there's a lot of people who think that um, alcoholics always live under a bridge, which isn't true. We take shifts. <laughs> Why are relationships such uh, such um, fertile ground for 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 uh, you know funny stuff? I don't know. I guess maybe that's kind of my superpower. Really, is let's take this kind of painful topic and lodge it out there in a way that we can address it. Um, uh, like codependency, mm. for example, you know, codependency, um, you know, my mom was a codependent and uh, my, my best friend lived across the street and she would watch me walk out of the front door, cross the front lawn, cross the street, walk in the front door. And then I had to call, you know, once I was inside and that's when I was 50. So (laughs) it's codependency. So taking these things out and just kind of looking at them in a way and going, okay, 
Um, so let's look at this. Let's look at this stuff. It gets us talking about it, thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I feel like we are in a time. Uh, I feel like we're in a really good time for recovery, right? We talked about meeting people exactly where they are. Um, that is not the way it used to be. Um, you know, you were supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way. And I love that I live in a time where we're encouraged to just be who we are, warts and all. Um, Cause I spent a lot of years trying to hide all that stuff mm. and cover it up. It's a good I can, time. I can relate. I can relate. So the thing about recovery coaching is it meets you exactly where you are. And that could be coming straight out of a treatment center. It could be somebody that will not grace the doors of a treatment center. Perhaps they're in pre-contemplation. They're just not ready yet. Um, we don't talk about self um, uh, harm reduction a lot, um, but that is pre-contemplation for a lot of people. Um, so it's meeting you exactly where you are um, and helping you get to where you want to be, um, and just kind of having a um, a guide create some goals for you so that you can move forward and, and get where you want to be. Right on, right on. So um, I like to live out loud, recover out loud, and uh, I have deliberate intent in showing that recovery is not a trudge. It is life, and it can be a joyful life, and I like to have fun, and there are things I do for fun. Um, you know, what, what do you do to have fun in recovery? What I do for fun, golly, uh, my life is so amazing. Oh my gosh. So, um, well, I just celebrated a birthday. So my life sounds a lot more exciting this past week. Um, but I just saw ZZ Top and the Rolling Stones. Holy cow. Uh, that was an amazing birthday week. Um, I love comedy. I love music. Um, I'm really healthy. I do. I'm very focused on self-care. I think self-care is a really big part of recovery. Um, if I don't take care of this machine, uh, I'm not going to have energy and vitality um, to do the things that I want to do. And what I know is through good food and exercise that my brain functions in a different way, right? I just see life differently if I take care of myself. Um, so I... God, I am, well, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I just started running. I'm sure my doctor would tell me that is <laughs> to start running uh, by running. I mean, you know, brisk walking with some bursts involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and do a 5k. Um, I don't have to run if I don't want to. Um, so I think for fun, uh, for me, it's funny that you said living out loud because that is me. That that's me. That's what I do. It's who I am is living out loud. Hey, give it up for me. I just celebrated 18 years clean and sober. Yeah. I got sober uh, after a DUI. Cop pulled me over. He said, "Have you been drinking?" I said. To wash out the nasty taste of that cocaine. <laughs> that got me a field sobriety test. A, B, C, Q to all over the 
to remember and then this business of self-care you know it's a term that's become kind of cliche after it's been appropriated by by um you know the 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 recovery space but self-care is is for everyone it's take mm -hmm. care of you you know and it doesn't have to be a chore you know it can be fun part of my self-care is is honestly walking in the woods walking in the woods laying down on the ground with my dog sometimes <clears throat> watching netflix and 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 uh, with with my partner and uh uh when i travel around the country i like to visit recovery community centers and find the best pie shop in town and, and try yes, a slice of it. Right. So, i mean these that's that's emotional self-care and, and there's the physical self-care and and i stay curious and i take challenges and and i i learn so i take care of the mind and so good on you. You sent us some, some great messages. Um, so the emotional self-care, that's a really, that's a really great piece because I know when I came into recovery and they used the word self-care, I thought oh, bubble baths, right? Like I am, I am just not a bubble bath girl. And I have learned self, uh, emotional self-care can be not going to every fight that I'm invited to, right? <laughs> right like yes. that self-care self-care can be surrounding myself by like-minded people surrounding myself by people who support my highest and greatest good right um it's not just bubble baths and crunches um, <laughs> that sounds it, horrible right well, Doesn't it? it really does um, <laughs> it is um about about really uh, soul care, mm. about soul care. Soul care, mm -hmm. mm. we might just have us a new hashtag right there. I know, right? I just soul made it care. up. You know, hurry up and get that trademark so we can <laughs> incorporate it into Roxanne McDonald's service array. Yeah, yeah. hashtag soul care. Soul care, and uh, well, that's awesome. Is there is there a message for this huge audience that that you want to share? Um. So the catchphrase, uh, say, is it say say no? Oh no, no, <laughs> no, Nancy. It's uh, no thanks, but yes. I no thanks, but like, yes. So folks would be like, what the um, hell does that mean? No, no thanks to shame, right? Okay. No thanks to shame, uh, but yes to lighting my soul. I think, I think that's really my message. I am a trauma survivor. Um, but you know what? I, I'm better. Um, yes. um, recovery um, took a woman who was so filled with Um, regret and remorse and shame and took all of that and turned it into stuff like dignity and grace and a serving heart and um, if you'd have asked me what I wanted when I got sober I just would have said a driver's license I would have said a driver's license and um, and a job that I could get through without a really harsh security check <laughs> 
Um, and, um, and the truth is I got so much more. I got so much more. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful, just grateful and blessed. Uh, I love the message that you sent to, to folks and, and I'm going to make sure everybody hears it. So it's been a treat. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And yeah. let's do it again. Let's do it again real soon. Come down yeah. the way. And continue to keep bringing the light. Keep bringing the light.